listening to this. This is a re-recording of Sunday's message. Uh, we had some technical difficulties and did not get the full message. Uh, so I felt that this message was uh, powerful for us in our church. And I wanted to make sure it got out there for anybody who uh, normally listens to our messages online through our podcast. Because I believe that if it was powerful uh, for us and life-changing for us, uh, in our church, that it might just have that same impact on you and your life. And so I'm going to do my best to re-preach this message. Uh, hopefully I can do it justice uh, like it was done on Sunday uh, through the Holy Spirit and His power ministering to us in our body here at this church, uh, in the physical body. And so I pray that it blesses you as well. If you uh, want to follow along in, uh, in your own Bible, uh, go to James chapter 5, verses 13 through 18, and I'm just going to go ahead and read it. Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord, and the prayer of faith will save the one who is sick, and the Lord will raise him up, and if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins one to another, and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, and he prayed fervently that it might not rain. And for three years and six months, it did not rain on the earth. Then he prayed again, and heaven gave rain, and the earth bore its fruit. One of the first things we need to understand is the power of prayer in our life. We got to understand that prayer has such a powerful part of our life, yet it is so neglected by God's people and by followers of Christ. For whatever reason, it's easy for us to sing the songs. It's easy for us even to read, or at least easier for us to read and commit to reading. It's easier for us to attend church, although in some cases church attendance has greatly dropped off, and and, and it's easier in comparison to prayer. And for whatever reason, prayer is so neglected, and we, we struggle so much to find time for prayer. Uh, if you're anything like me, you try to dedicate some time to prayer, and as soon as you get down to pray, your baby cries, or your phone rings, or something happens to try to bring that prayer time to a halt. Uh, if you're anything like me, you'd get down to pray, and you have what I like to call prayer ADHD, where your mind wanders and where you, you zone out or you start thinking about other things while you're trying to pray. And it requires an extra heavy level of dedication to prayer in order to accomplish prayer. And I don't think it's a coincidence because I believe there is so much power in prayer that the enemy works so hard to throw these distractions at us because he knows that if we would ever realize the potential and power of our prayer, that we would have access to the same power that Elijah experienced that James talks about, where we could even start and stop rain and control the weather. I don't know about you, but there have been a handful of times in my life 
And this is not a moment of me saying I am so great and so powerful. I just happen to believe that there have been times where I have prayed and said, Lord, would you hold the rain at bay for just a few hours? Would you hold it back so I can accomplish this, so I can get the yard mowed, so I can do whatever needs to be done, so that we can have the Easter egg hunt, so that we could have this or that happen? And, and I believe that there is an effect that has been made on the weather for the sake of God's work and doing ministry and taking care of the church grounds. And I believe that it has had an effect on that. However, I have never prayed and had the rain stop for three and a half years. I've never been able to pray and have the rain start again either. I have tried to pray as a child for snowstorms to come so I would not have to go to school the next day, and it was not effective whatsoever. I want us to understand today that prayer is powerful enough for us to start and stop the rain. And it's not so much the work we do, but it's our prayer and fervency and the will of God coming together to make something happen in the earth. I believe that we miss out on so many great things and experiences with God because our prayer life is lacking. And I want us to understand today, as James taught in these scriptures, that prayer is truly, truly powerful. Truly powerful. He says that if you anoint those who are sick and pray over them with the elders of the church, they will be made well. Sins will be forgiven. People will be restored through prayer. He says the prayer of a righteous person has great power as it works. He, he's telling us that we, we need to have powerful prayer in our life because it changes things. He uses Elijah as a great example and the first thing he says about Elijah that I want us to understand today is that he tells us that Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. In other words, Elijah was just a human being just like we are. He wasn't a divine being. He wasn't an angel. He wasn't anything. Uh, he wasn't part of the Godhead. He wasn't Jesus in the flesh. He was just a man who had a calling to be a prophet. And the thing that separated him from us, the reason he was able to prophesy, the reason he was able to perform miracles, was not because he was a divine being. He was anything extraterrestrial, special on this earth. But the sole reason... And the sole separating factor between us and him was that he prayed fervently, James says. He was a man of fervent prayer. And I need to tell you today that prayer is not designated for a special spiritual office. It's not designated for just a pastor to pray. It's not designated for the elders. It's not just designated for the extra spiritual person in the seat next to you and, or the person down the road or the other person in the church that you, that you admire their prayer. It's not just for them to have this type of experience Prayer is for all of us, and that's what James is trying to tell us. He is just a man like we are, and he prayed fervently. And he's trying to indicate to us that if we have this level of fervent prayer in our lives, that maybe even we could pray and start and stop the rain like we just talked about. James is a man who loves prayer. And he's trying to communicate to us the importance and power of prayer. And we first need to understand that it's nothing that cannot be attained by us in our life. 
The second thing we need to understand about Elijah as relates to prayer for us, that if you go back in 1 Kings chapter 18 and read this story, you understand the idea and the principle of persistence in prayer. You see, the first time Elijah prayed, the rain stopped. But for the second time to come around and for the rain to return again to the earth, it did not happen on the first prayer. Your Bible says that Elijah sent his servant out to look out across the sea seven times. Seven times. It did not happen the first time he prayed. It did not happen the second, third, fourth, fifth, or sixth, but it was on the seventh time that he finally received an answer. I need you to understand that in this word and in this message for you today, that the things you are praying for need to be kept in prayer and need to be consistently prayed for, and you need to be persistent in your prayers. Because what if you were just one prayer away from the answer? What if you just needed to pray one more time, but because you got tired of sending out and looking over the sea for your answer and not seeing anything that you gave up on it? What if it was in that moment that you gave up that you were really just one more prayer away? Don't Give up on your prayers. Because on the seventh time, the Bible tells us that the servant came back and Elijah asked him, did you see anything this time? And he says, well, there was something different. There was a cloud rising up out of the sea and it was the size of a man's hand. Now most of us, Remember, Elijah's praying for rain. Now, most of us would not step outside and see a cloud the size of a man's hand. Now, whether that was a human hand or he was saying it was like the hand of God and it was a larger hand is irrelevant. Uh, neither, none of us, I, I, would, I would beg to guess, would step outside and see a small cloud coming up in the sky and say, oh, man, it's getting ready to downpour. I, I would really truly believe that if I walked out and saw that, I'd say, I'm, I'm in the clear. There is no rain coming today, or at least anytime soon today. But Elijah had a different response. Elijah said, you better go tell Ahab to get his chariots ready, because if he doesn't, he's going to be stopped by the rain. Now, I want, us to under, I want to get into that here in a minute, but I need us to understand something else first. I need us to understand the importance of faith in prayer. You see, Elijah's faith is what allowed him to continue on in persistence because he knew that at some point he was going to get an answer. He was going to get a response from God concerning the rain that he was praying about. Now, you got to understand that sometimes God answers us with a no. But Elijah was bound and determined that he was one way or the other going to get an answer from God about what he was praying for. And it was by faith that he prayed. James tells us that it is through the prayer of faith 
that we will be restored, that healing will take place. He says, if you pray the prayer of faith, and Elijah prayed a prayer of faith that rain would come again on the earth. He prayed a prayer of faith that there would be something happening, that he would see something, that he would get an answer from God concerning the rain. And you have to understand that when you go to God in prayer, Jesus himself says that if you ask anything in his name by faith, that it will be done for you. I need you to understand that your prayers that lack in faith will lack in an answer. You need to understand today that faith is what gives power to the prayer. When you go to God in prayer, pray according to faith. Pray under the assurance and conviction of what you are hoping for. Pray under the assurance and conviction that you will see it come to pass. As Hebrews 11.1 1 defines faith, that it is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen. You have to pray with an assurance that what you are hoping for to see answered in prayer will come to pass. You have to pray with conviction about things that you have never seen or have not seen yet that it will come to pass. You have to pray with that level of faith that even though I don't see it, I have a conviction inside of me that it's going to happen, that I am hoping and I have an assurance about what I am hoping for. And when I go to God in prayer, I believe with everything in me that it is going to take place according to faith. We have to pray according to faith. And the Bible said that the servant came back to Elijah with a report that there was a cloud coming up out of the sea the size of a man's hand. And for whatever reason, although all of us would probably say that is not enough to be sure of the rain, Elijah knew the answer from God. Elijah saw that that cloud was a response. I want us to, to understand today that the answer you are praying for may not always come in the form that you think it will. The thing you're praying for, you may not get the response in a format. Like if I'm praying for rain, I'm expecting to see the entire sky turn dark and to hear the thunder rumbling and see flashes of lightning. That's, that to me, that I can have confidence that rain is coming. But Elijah was so in tune with God that he knew that even the smallest response from him. He knew that it was God because he understood how God operated. He was in tune with God's will and he could hear God's voice because he had so dedicated himself to fervent prayer that he could hear the answer clearly from God, even though most other people would have said, I don't see how that is an answer from God. You've got to be so in tune with him that when he does give an answer and he does give a response, that you are so in tune with him that you understand and you can know beyond a shadow of a doubt that this is God answering me. I also need you to understand that sometimes the response will come before the answer. This is what I mean by that. Sometimes God will give you the yes before he manifests the yes. God will say yes 
but you still have to walk through the process and you still have to get to the place where the miracle and the answer fully comes to fruition. He might say, yes, I have a spouse for you, but then you still have to wait because you haven't met them yet. He might say, yes, I'm going to bless you with a child, but you still have to wait until the test comes in that the baby's on the way. He might tell you yes, but the answer has not yet come. But you do need to understand something, that when he says yes, his promises are yes and amen. If he told you yes, it will happen. And if he tells you yes, you need to begin to make the preparations for it because it is just around the corner. There are people who have heard from God and have been called crazy because they begin to build a nursery in their home, but they knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that God had said, I am going to bring a baby into your life. People said, you're crazy. You don't even know that you're pregnant yet. You've been told by doctors that it isn't going to happen and it can't happen. But they prayed a prayer of faith. And faith requires stepping in obedience to the voice of God. And if God said the baby's on the way, they knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that they better begin to prepare for the arrival of that child. I need you to understand today, that's why Elijah sent message to Ahab and said, you better get those chariots ready or you're going to be stopped by the rain. What area of your life are you praying for the rain to fall in? What area have you been seeking God and waiting for an answer? I want to leave a few things about the impact prayer can have on your life because I think it's so important for us to get this because prayer isn't always about a physical answer. Sometimes there's things, other things we need in prayer. It's not always about a healing. It's not always about uh, a miracle, a physical miracle. Sometimes we just need to pray and get some understanding and some knowledge and wisdom in all circumstances. And I need you to, to understand what Jeremiah chapter 33 verse 3 says. Jeremiah prophesies and says, Call to me, and I will answer you, and I will tell you great and hidden things that you have not known. There are so many things in this world, and I don't know about you, but I don't know everything. There are so many things in this world that I just am unsure about, that I don't know how to do, I don't know how to handle, I don't know what to say, I don't have the right words. But Jeremiah prophesies on behalf of God, and God says, if you would just call out to me, I will show you the hidden things that you have not known, the things you don't understand how to do. How do you deal with this transgender movement? How do you deal with the way the world is and, and, and the lack of honor for God's word? How do you minister to a, a people that, that don't have a reverence for God? How do you minister to people? How do you walk about raising a child in this world? How do you live a holy life? How do you, how do you live in a, in a God-honoring marriage in this world we live in? That there, the world is always shifting and always changing, and the expectations of the world are always all over the place. But God says, if you would just come to me and ask me, 
The answers that you don't have, I do have. And if you would call out to me, I will show you the hidden things that you have not known. And you will have the wisdom that you need to walk this thing out. And it will be founded on a truth that does not change like the world does. One minute you can be whatever gender you want. And the next minute you can be whatever animal you want. It's always changing. It's always shifting. But God says, I am true and I never change. I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. And my word is truth. And if you know the truth, the Bible says that the truth will set you free. Those things that you don't know about that have had you up late at night, God says, I will show you the hidden things, the unknown things. And if you would just call out to me, I will lead you by truth to the answer. The other thing I need us to understand today, the second thing, is that there are certain things in life that can only be dealt with by prayer. We make comments all the time, well, all I can do is pray. That's all I can do. As if that is a a last resort bad thing and it's negative that you didn't have the power within yourself as if you've had any power within yourself to begin with. Prayer should never be the last resort. It should always be the first act. Prayer is our front line. It is the forefront of our battle. should always be in prayer. Fight on your knees in prayer before you ever try to fight in your own strength. God may lead you and you follow in obedience, and he may give you things to do. He may give you steps to take in your own physical being to solve the problem. But if you try to figure these things out on your own, there are some things that you will not ever have the wisdom for, you will never have the strength for. There are some things that God says, I don't even want you to do anything. I just want you to pray and let me work. perfect example of it is in the book of Mark, chapter 9. The Bible says that the disciples had tried to cast out a demon. And they failed. And they called to Jesus, and Jesus comes over, and without, without blinking an eye, without any struggle, without any strife, is successful. The disciples are baffled, and they, they come to Jesus and say, how, how were you able to do it with such ease? And we, we were unable. And Jesus gives them this answer. He says, this kind only comes out by prayer and fasting. There are some things that can only be accomplished through prayer. Fasting just is a call to a deeper level of prayer. And it takes deep, fervent prayer. Like Elijah prayed to see certain things accomplished. You must understand today and in this message that there are certain things that will only be solved in prayer. The last thing I need you to understand about the impact of prayer on your life is that prayer will grant you access to doors and opportunities that would never be opened otherwise. Matthew chapter 7 tells us, Jesus says, "If if you ask 
and it, it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and the one who knocks, it will be opened. Or to which one of you, if his sons asks him for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask? He, Jesus is teaching them. He's saying there is, a, there is a principle you need to understand that there are some things that won't be opened unless you knock on the door in prayer. There are certain things that you will never be given unless you ask in prayer. He's, he's telling them, he's saying, you need to come to me in prayer because there are doors that are shut. There are doors you don't even know about that will never be opened. Opportunities and moments that you need and don't even know about because you don't ask. And, and it will never be open to you until you ask in prayer. Just like there are certain things you can only deal with in prayer, there are only certain doors. There are doors that will only be opened by prayer. Prayer is such a powerful part of our life. Prayer is such a necessary part of our life. 1 Thessalonians 5.17 says, Pray without ceasing. Prayer should be intertwined in everything that we do in our life. We should never do anything without praying. You should never get married without praying. You should never have children. You should never raise children. You should never educate children. You should never pick a church. You should never go anywhere or do anything without first covering it in prayer. Prayer should be intertwined in everything that we do. It's not just this little thing on the shelf that we do on a Sunday morning or we do right before we go to bed or, or just a quick little, oh, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Help me have a blessed day. Lord, bless this food to my body. It, it, prayer is a powerful, life-changing discipline that without it, you will miss out on amazing, powerful miracles and the workings of God in your life that you may very desperately need in this season. Don't neglect fervent prayer. Make room in your life. Make time in your life to get on your knees before God and to call out to him with all fervency and all urgency. You never know. You never know when that one prayer is going to change everything for you. I know this is a re-recording of this message, but I just want to pray for somebody who might be listening today that needs encouragement in their life. Heavenly Father, whoever's hearing this today, I trust and believe that you are putting this in the ears and on the heart of whoever needs to hear it. And God, I pray today that whoever hears this word and this message will have a transforming moment right now where they will commit themselves to fervent prayer. That from this moment on, things will never be the same for them. That they will seek you with all their passion and with all their heart. And God, you will answer their prayers. And Lord, we will start and stop the rain because of their favor in prayer. God, I pray blessings over whoever's hearing this and needs it. Lord, let their life be changed forever. In your name we pray, amen.
be blessed today. And I hope this blessed you and ministered to you as it did to our people in our church. God bless you and hope you listen with us next time.